Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We're in our 23rd year on Voice America, and very proud of that. And this is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. Today, we're talking about how technology can help our older adults and how they can get more used to it and adjust to it and have the support they need so they can really use this in their communication. And my guest today is Terry Dry. Terry is the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, which is a service-based company aimed towards helping older adults adjust to new technologies. Terry's always been an entrepreneur, and he, um, his background is in business and marketing, which has really made Smarter a success. And in 2023, he was granted the second Act of the Month Award from Smarter Seniors Marketing Expert. And the 50 Plus Today blog acknowledge him as an innovative entrepreneur who looks for opportunities to tackle real world problems and challenges. And so uh, uh, beyond that, he's uh, been a CEO and, and, had, and with lots of education behind him. And today we're talking about the importance, again, of technology for older adults and how his company helps older adults. Hi, Terry. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Uh, great. Great to have you on. So Thank you. I know you've been an entrepreneur for most of your life and you've done at a lot of leadership positions and been a CEO. What brought you to this concept and how? when did you come up with this concept of helping older adults? Um, thanks for having me, first of all. And uh, I, what brought me here was probably about six or seven years ago um, was when the idea came to me. And it was really you know, what's the old entrepreneurial story? It's always something that happens in your life and you sit there going, this is a problem and I want to solve it. And that was how this came to me. I had uh, my in-laws who live across the country. I live in Los Angeles. They live in Connecticut. And then I had my own parents who live here in Los Angeles. And we were starting to see how technology was starting to kind of pass over them as they were kind of approaching 80 years old. And it didn't seem fair to me. And as I sat there, what would happen is it was, <laughs> it started almost as um, accidental of, I found that every Thanksgiving or every holiday, I would walk in the door and I'd get put to work. It was, hey, can you fix this? What's going on with this? Can my TV doesn't work? This doesn't work. And after a while, I'm like, wow, everyone else is having a nice Thanksgiving and I'm over here, you know, uh, dusty and dirty and, and confused also trying to do it. So that was one of the issues. And then the real issue came with the sort of higher calling of, hey, this technology can really help my in-laws who aren't in the greatest of health. And it can also really benefit my parents who are in good health of just mm. helping them live a more connected, confident life. And And as technology is now sort of being pushed on them, there are things like um, well, I'll give that example in a second. So that's where the idea came to me, which was, wait a minute, there needs to be some kind of proxy, somebody who can help, um, who is like a neighbor or like a member of the family who's trusted, um, but also can fix things and also, more importantly, teach them and get get um, older adults to embrace technology. Because we had this concept of 
we wanted to serve them rather than frustrate them. And I found that it was frustrating my in-laws, frustrating my parents. And I'm just like, there's got to be a way to solve for this. And that was where the idea started. And and how did you how did you then craft it? Did you sit down with a focus group, yeah. with a team? How did you say, how are we going to do this? How do we know what, what the older adult wants? How do we know they're going to be receptive to it? Yeah, it's funny. I guess I sort of have an entrepreneurial process. I've This is sort of my fourth venture. So I've been through this before. And at the time I was running a big digital marketing agency for a public company when I first had the idea and actually had another venture that was going. So I was sort of putting this on the back burner and then COVID happened also, which wasn't going to be conducive to this business where, you know, older adults were going to be welcoming some stranger into their home when my own mother wouldn't let me into her house. But what I started to do is it gave me the opportunity, I always jokingly say, to overthink this business. And so we had the opportunity, what I always do with a new business idea is I pressure test it with not only sort of focus group, if you will, which would be friends and family that are of that age, but also people my age, which I realized, and I'm middle age, and I real, which I hate saying, but I am. Uh, but I realized that uh, a lot of people my age, let's call it 50-year-olds, were this sandwich generation. They had their kids, but they also had their aging parents, and they were kind of caught in the middle. And they, most people live more than 20 miles from their parents. So we were realizing how stressful this can become. Something as simple as my mother-in-law would lock herself out of her iPad. And all of a sudden, my sister-in-law had to drive three hours to help fix it. And we're like, this isn't, this isn't good. So I did a lot of pressure testing with people in the industry, other entrepreneurs I know. I have sort of a CEO's group that I ran it by, literally sat and presented my vision to a group of 20 other CEOs to let them focus through it. So yeah, I went through... Lots of stuff. And then a little trial and error with my own parents. Wow. And how long has, how old is the company now? How many the years young? The company's realistically a year and a half old. I think we've had the idea for a while, but we really jumped into it about a year and a half ago. And that was in connection with um, having an exit on my previous company. So then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that was good. We had another success. Now we're going to focus on this one. Mm-hmm. And back to where you said the idea came from, this is the one that I'm most passionate about of anything I've ever done because it's really about solving a problem, but more importantly, using technology to help people live a better life. And it's a very rewarding feeling where we are right now with the company Mm. that we know we're helping on a daily basis. I can wake up knowing we're making a positive impact on someone's life. And that's a Mm -hmm. really rewarding feeling. Yeah. And do you think the, the, the major reason um, in terms of doing this work is because older adults never had this technology, right? I mean, we didn't yeah. grow up with it. And even though we can learn it, it's not natural the way it is for a child in school who starts when they're seven or eight or even younger than that now learning it. That's exactly right, Patricia. It's just not native. And, and this is not a service that was needed or was necessary 20 years ago. And I've kind of had a history of this in my entrepreneurial journey, which was my first company was one of the first social media marketing agencies. So this is before people even knew what social media was about 20 years ago. And we started pioneering there. The next one was about using uh, mobile phones to reserve a space in line so you didn't have to be in a crowd or be waiting in line. So we, we keep trying to develop companies that we can see are solving a problem for now, but more importantly, for the future. And you're exactly right, because I kind of liken what we're doing with Smarter 
as like a professional service. You know, I always say, you know, people of that older age generation, they might have a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, a financial planner. And, and I really look at this as another professional uh, service seat at the table that is necessary to just live a better life. And it has everything to do from basics of going to the grocery store and mm -hmm. being able to use, you know, the mm -hmm. self-checkout or mm -hmm. wireless paying, you know, all the way through to telehealth and health tech. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting more technologically, more tech, everything now. Now it's gotten to the point where you almost can't do something if you can't be online. Yeah. So, Patricia, I have this exact example a couple of weeks ago, and it was fascinating. I took my dad, who's about to turn 80 years old, to a Dodgers baseball game. And my dad's been somewhat resistant of technology. He's been like, okay, I'll get a phone, a, 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 a smartphone, but please don't ever call me and please don't ever text me is, is my dad's thing. Like, I'll have it just as a, as a, you know, emergency device. And I'm like, yeah, but dad, you're really going to need it to function. And my dad loves baseball. He's been going to baseball games his whole life. So we get, I get the Dodgers tickets. We go to the game. And as I'm driving him there, I said to him, I said, dad, do you realize you couldn't figure out how to go to this game on your own. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, there are no such things anymore at a Dodger game as paper tickets. Every ticket, the only way you can get in is it has to be on your phone. So it's a digital ticket, which would have thrown him right off right there. That's also a cashless environment. So buying right. anything in there, you can use a credit card, which he would have been okay with, but there were so many faster services that were tied to Apple Pay or any other situation. So I was... We were talking as we we're going through and I was like, you wouldn't, he's like, you're right. I probably just wouldn't go. And he's like, that's why I have you. And I turned to him. I said, that's why you have smarter. I said, because this isn't hard, but I've just mm -hmm. got to show you what it is and get yeah, you exactly. comfortable with it. But it was a real interesting thing where something as simple as that, he, he honestly, he just wouldn't have gone. And think about the thousands of people who have that same thing, who miss out on things because yeah. uh or they get impatient you know i don't like this i'm not doing it forget it you yes. know you get that too you know i tried twice i tried twice and i can't get it then it's one button they didn't push right but again you know this is and and i'll tell you i am a baby boomer and i'm fairly good only because i had to be to do my work i could not do my work if i didn't know technology and I, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's not a natural thing for me. And it's a little bit harder. I'm very proud of myself that I've learned how to figure it out. And that's probably my greatest accomplishment because the other things come easier to me, you know, speaking and writing and communications and hope that's, that's a natural gift, but to do this technology and I actually sit and try to figure it out on my own, which I never used to do before. But again, this is my work. And if I want to do what I have to do, then I need to learn it. And I've learned how to um, enjoy it in a lot of ways. It's very interesting to me. If I really get stuck, then I call someone, right? And right. there's a lot of people you can call. You can call, you know, the service providers of, of the equipment or of the technology. But um, I do think that it it is an issue for a lot of people. But I also think there are a lot of older adults that use it a lot as well. So there also is a myth that all older adults can't use technology. That's not true either. Correct. It's totally not true. But I would tell you, you are in the minority as far as somebody who's enjoying figuring it out and embracing it versus a lot of our research is showing the majority of people are, they're, they're a little intimidated by it. Yes. And, and there's, a, there's a sort of stigma of it makes them potentially feel dumb or feel yeah. overlooked. Yes. And 
that yes. is such a horrible thing. And, uh, and, and I just, I don't want to have that. There's just, I'm just not going to sit by and let that happen. And that's why we just are so passionate about our business and the different ways that we're serving older adults, because we just want to help them and meet them where they are and also embrace the billions of dollars right now being invested in technology to help baby mm. boomers as they age. Mm. But, you know, as I always say, I'm like, none of this is going to work if my grandpa can't get online, <laughs> you know, exactly. and the, exactly. so there's some that final yard, that final piece that we're making that connectivity to. And uh, it's so far, it's, it's working, but you're right. It's, it's, it's just the now it's what people sort of need to do to absolutely do it. And it's really not that hard. It's just somebody, no. they got to trust somebody to help them. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the service itself and what users are saying and what are some of the things that older adults are being helped with. So we'll talk to Terry about that. He's the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company that aims towards helping older adults adjust to new technologies. And his background, again, is business and marketing. And We'll be right back with Terry right after the break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking about a service that helps older adults adjust to new technologies. And whether it's your phone, whether it's your computer, whether it's your iPad, whether it's your smart TV. Terry Dry is my guest, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company that's aimed toward helping older adults adjust to and utilize new technologies. All right, welcome back, Terry. Thanks. I'm glad yeah. to still be here. Thanks yeah, for yeah. thanks for not kicking me off, Patricia. I, I guess I made the cut. <laughs> well, I think um, you know, I think what you're having to say is really important. And I, I'd like to know more about how you're helping people individually. Um yep. is is it a tutor system? And if so, what are the what are the needs? What are people having trouble with? Is it very basic? Is it more sophisticated? Talk about what people, how people are getting help specifically. Yeah, it's been really interesting as we're doing the sort of direct-to-consumer piece of this and, and working directly with older adults. There's been, it's sort of been every story you can come up with, right? We've had some people raise their hand going, hey, I'm 70-something years old. I am still totally in the workforce. This whole new Zoom world has thrown me. I'm tired of having to bother my daughter or bother my coworkers. I want this help. There's a couple questions I have, like there's something I don't understand on my computer. I can't move files around. I need sort of help, whether it's sort of fix it help, but also more importantly, I want somebody who's by my side to kind of teach me the next thing and keep me current so that I can use technology to be more efficient in my work, uh, et cetera. So we have sort of that bucket. Then we have the sort of people like me going, hey, my mom, I don't know how to say this, but my mother calls me, you know, every week, every day, every hour. I've heard every one of these stories. And they're like, first of all, I love helping, but this is a bit much. And second of all, I don't even know if I'm giving the right answer. Can you take the call? You know, so we always say, like, let Smarter take the call. And so there's been that side as well. And in that case, the older adults maybe don't feel that they need the service, right? So we'll walk in trying to assess and try to understand like, I don't need this. I can use the phone. I can do this. I can text. It's fine. But then when you start opening their eyes and going, do you know your grandkids are on TikTok? Do you know how to set that up and follow them there? Do you know this, this, and this? And you just start to go through, do you know how to download the app on American Airlines so that you can watch movies when you're taking your next trip because they took the screens out of the seat backs? Um, there starts to become that next phase where we start opening things up and they're like, oh, yeah. And by the way, I don't understand the, you know, the, the tap to pay. How do I do that with my credit card? And it just starts to evolve. So there's everything from, hey, help me fix this all the way to help me engage and be able to do things that I didn't understand how to do, like put a mobile ticket into my digital wallet on my iPhone. And so it's all across the board. And so the way we'll look at it is, and the way we'll serve, is we first just do an assessment. It's just like, it's not, so it's very personal, as I was saying before, like a professional service. It's not just, hey, I'm going to call the geek squad and they're going to fix something. That is a small element of this. This is actually a relationship where we come in, 
we meet with somebody, we literally come into their living room. It's personal. And we sit down and go, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your life. What equipment do you have? What questions do you have? What concerns do you have? Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids, et cetera? And then we start to design a plan of, yeah, we can fix this. We can help you with this. But tell me, are you active? We have somebody who's like an avid bike rider. And he's like, I've been wanting to do Peloton, but I'm a little intimidated by Peloton. I'm not sure how that works. Okay, we're going to help you figure that out. Uh, so it goes across the board, but it's literally like designing a plan of how technology is just going to make their life mm -hmm. better. But also and, and being this resource of like, hey, if something's wrong, give us a call and we'll fix it. You know, we'll help you fix it. Right. But it's individual. So everybody yes. has a different need. That's and exactly so right. the people who are the teachers, is this all in person or are you doing this remotely across the country or across the globe? And the people who are teaching, are they teachers of technology? So where's where's the market and who are the teachers? Yeah, it's uh, it's basically both. Right. So a lot we like to start. We always like to do it in person. Um, because we like to have that personal connection and also sort of assess what's going on. So what you, what's really interesting, Patricia, is you're going to someone's house and most people, when we say, where is your router? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> you know? And so we show them around their own house so they know where things are so that we can do things remote in the future. But we get sort of a roadmap of what it is and we have a backend platform tracking all this as well. Um, so that that is how it works. Then the people who are, we call them tech concierge, right? The the actual concierge is there and they have a, you know, it's a pretty stringent uh, vetting process we have as far as what kind of credentials they have, how they work, what they know and how they are. But I will tell you like the best example is we've had a couple people who are either current or former Apple Genius Bar people who oh, literally- wow. Yeah, work at, at, you know, as the genius bar, because in many ways, we're taking the genius bar to your home. I mean, that's yes. really in many ways what we're doing. So yes. having people with that sort of level of patience, that that EQ, the people skills, but also the technology right. piece and the teaching. But we're also creating modules that help them do this. But those are the kinds of people, just kind, <laughs> um, good human beings. And as I was, you know, saying recently, it's we've been very fortunate to attract some really great people because they are aligned with our mission and what we're trying to do. Mm. And how do you find your people A regular advertising or word of mouth in terms of people to help you? Yeah, so far it's been mostly referral based, but there's been a little bit of advertising and I'm very, very proud of our team. We have a great um, team who's great at recruiting and great at finding the right kind of people to do this. So it's a little bit of both, a little bit of referral and word of mouth, as well as um, some advertising and recruiting. Now, are you working with individuals or are you going into assisted livings or senior yeah. centers? Um, how is this working? So we have two areas of focus. One is the direct-to-consumer, as we were just discussing, and then they also is the sort of enterprise solution of the one-to-many. And conceptually, the idea is just what I was talking about. Can we bring the sort of genius bar or tech concierge desk to the lobby of a, let's call it an independent living facility and or an active aging, let's call it retirement community. Um, or as I always say, well-off people living around a golf course somewhere. Um, and we've been piloting that as well. And it's been really, really successful. So the model there is 
there's somebody sitting there like a concierge and you can do a walk up and come up and say, I have this problem. I need this answer. Can you help me with this? So that's one element. And then what happens is we set up a sign up sheet and then we go in residence and meet with them in their do the living room visit, meet with them and then help um, either solve something or teach something. And it's funny when we piloted our very first independent living facility in Wisconsin, we set up the desk, we set up the sign out sheet and we were sold out for four weeks in a row within a day. So everybody signed up, everybody loved it. It was really, it's funny because my background's in the music business and in the live market. So I was like, oh my God, we sold out all the tickets in one day. You know, it was a really, really cool experience uh, to see that the demand was there, which was sort of proving out our theory and testing it out. And also the sort of happy part that comes with that, Patricia, is it helps the staff. So the greatest feedback we've gotten, we've gotten wonderful feedback from the residents and the people we serve. But the sort of bonus is the feedback we've been getting from the people who work in these communities because they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Um, This person talks to me every day with a question or a problem, and I try to help them, but I also have my day job. And by the way, I don't even know if I'm helping them. So you're giving me my time back, my staff their time back, and you've created another enrichment activity. You've created, you know, we come in and we'll do an hour-long session in the community area and teach something each month. So there's also the enrichment and activity component of as well. So it's been really rewarding and it's working yeah. as well. Well, I think it's also a confidence builder, you know, I mean, Absolutely. to be able to say, I can do this. And I think that's really something that um, I've gained from this. You know, in the beginning, when I had to do this all by myself and didn't have the team anymore, um, it was very frightening. And I remember just being afraid that I'd, I'd lose everything. And over the years, I've really learned it. And there is a confidence building in that, the fact that, yes, I can do this and I can figure it out. And I think that that, that also makes a difference. Yeah, Patricia, it's, uh, you know our stuff, right? Our, three of our core tenants are trust, relationship, and confidence. And really letting those things come through. Um, but you're right. There is a sort of unsaid thing you know one of the first things i said is like how can we have technology serve rather than scare and there are times where the sort of insight is this is scary this is intimidating and it can make people uncomfortable and we're like totally got it makes total sense that's what new technology does and it's not just it doesn't just do that to older adults like i've had so many people and so many families that are my age the middle-aged people after like two sessions with their parents they call us like hey would you do this for me too because I have no idea. Like you just taught my mom something that I didn't even understand how to do. And so there's a real applicable sort of effect. And that's, yeah. And one of the great things we've done is we've helped train the staff at some of these communities too, because you have people who are registered nurses and licensed in a whole other thing who said, this is helping me too. I didn't know my phone could do that. I didn't know my laptop could do that. Well, and sometimes if you're using an Android or an Apple, it's very different. So right. you might be able to be very proficient on one device, but a different system, it's harder because the, the, yeah. you know everything's different. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Terry Dry. Terry Dry is the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company aimed towards helping older adults adjust to new technologies. Um, he acts as the founder and CEO of Future Proof Advisors, a board that advises mid-market companies on how to take advantage of their strengths and unlock potential. Terry earned his undergraduate, graduate, and postgraduate certificates in business from 
Omicron's Group Exclusive Partnership with Harvard Business School. And again, his latest project is Smarter, which again helps adults to feel strong in learning technology. So listen to, uh, stay tuned folks. And also, um, Terry, just give everyone the website, please. It's uh, thesmarterservice.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burroughs and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burroughs and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back we are talking about technology for older adults so that the older adult can feel comfortable, um, really be up to date on things that are happening and be able to engage more and more. My guest is Terry Dry, co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company aimed towards helping older adults adjust to new technologies. Now for marketing and budgeting, um, and he was in the music business for years, uh, he then co-founded and took on a CEO position for a social media marketing agency. 
And so his leadership and entrepreneurial skills are very impressive. And that's what I want to focus on next. And he now acts as a founder and advisor uh, for the CEO of Future Proof Advisors. It's a board that advises mid-market companies on how to take advantage of their strengths and unlock their potential. All right. Welcome back, Terry. Okay. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I find it, I love it, and I find it very challenging. <laughs> I think I think the hardest thing is not the love of the work. The love of the work is what keeps you there. It's, you know, constantly making sure you have the business and knowing that you have the business and will you still have it. I mean, that's, that's I guess my question to you is how do you advise companies, whether it's a solo, it's a startup, it's a midsize, that are up against these obstacles because we're all facing them. You know, particularly now, there's a lot of downsizing. There's a lot of companies that are closing. How do you help your customers or clients or people you advise stay on track, stay motivated when it's really tough? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's something that uh, I've learned on my own with my own ventures. And that's where I got to a certain point a few years ago where I was like, I've been very fortunate to have success. And now I really want to help others have success. I want to help people not make mistakes I made. And God knows I've made a whole bunch and help them get more pleasure and joy out of it because the sort of there's a myth about being an entrepreneur that it's all exciting and great. And there, you know, there's just certain people are wired for it and certain people aren't. And that is totally fine. In fact, sometimes I, I think to myself, I'm like, I wish I wasn't wired this way, that I, you know, I'm entrepreneurial because it would be a lot easier to just have a job. And I've had jobs that are, you know, you know, great titles, great pay, great everything, but I just, I'm wired differently. And, uh, and that's, so the first and foremost is when somebody is being entrepreneurial, trying to unpack, making sure that they are wired for it, that they're okay and that they want to do it because there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of risks that come with it. And you, you just either have it or you don't, and there's nothing wrong with either side of it. So it's about understanding that and understanding the mindset next. But when you talk about how to keep people on track, there's right. a whole system that we try to do, which is it's 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 your personal desires meeting your business desires. And what I find a lot with entrepreneurs, and I was guilty of this too, is I've just got to make the business work. You know, I started something and I quit my job for whatever reason, and all of a sudden I'm so focused on making payroll, making revenue, that right. I'm just determined to make this business work. But people often overlook. Why am I doing this in the first place? Did I just create a job again for myself? A lot of people are like, I don't want to have a job. I don't want to have a boss. Did I just create a new job with a new boss that's even crazier than your old boss because it's you, you know, and um, that, that might be harder to work for and I might make less money, you know? So what are your, what's your why is where I always go. So when we're advising companies and when I'm doing my own, I start with all personal. What's your why? Why are you doing this? What are you looking to achieve? What do you want out of your life? And a lot of people, sure, it's money, it's happiness, it's this, this, and this, but it's really unpacking why they get up in the morning and what they're doing. And, and most importantly, how can the business serve what they want their life to look like versus the reverse, which is what often happens, which is you spend your life serving the business. It's rather, how can the business serve you? And getting someone's head around that 
is helpful. And then we'll take that and then match it with the business goals because there is still a business here. And then we kind of converge those things together. So you have your personal and business goals mm -hmm. into like a North Star. What is your goal? You know, some people are like, I just want to build this thing and have an exit and make X amount of dollars and go travel the world. Some people are like, I don't, I want to build something that I can pass on down to my kids. Mm -hmm. I want to have something, you know, everybody has a different reason, which is great. It's just important that they know that reason and that they're not lying to me or themselves and that they then have a business that supports that. Then we develop the North Star and it's everything from strategy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And from that becomes strategic initiatives to go check the boxes of, mm -hmm. okay, these are the things we need to do to achieve that North Star. And by having sort of a monthly or every two week kind of board like meeting, which is what we'll do with our businesses. That's how everybody stays focused. Cause it's amazing how quickly you can, a week turns into a month, turns into three months, turns into six months and no one, uh, everybody wrote this great strategy and they haven't looked at it in a year. And so this is, we're also like an accountability partner to help people achieve their goals. So that's a lot of it. Um, I hope that's answering the question. Yeah, it is. But there's a whole other side to it. It's the other side where you talked about most people are running the business and they're not so connected to their purpose because they're so driven by the business right. and the money. But then there's another side of that. And I've experienced this where you love it so much that you're going to keep doing it even when, let's say, you lose a big client or, yeah. an, in other words, you're you're in it and it's part of who you are and particularly, you know, in, in the media business or any of these businesses where, you know, you're client dependent and some people have experienced that they have one or two big clients and what happens when they go away? And then, you know, then you have to start over. So I'm sure you've seen that too. How do you yeah. help people in that way? Well, that's the idea behind the name Future Proof Advisors, which is we're trying to help look ahead and future proof a business for what, you know, we always say, you know, change is inevitable, but the struggle against it is optional, right? So it's looking ahead. You're talking about the media business. Talk about a business that has changed dramatically, you know, over time and continues to change and evolve. It's looking ahead and looking at every problem or potential problem as an opportunity. And then how do you take that and start to march towards it while you still stay true to your purpose and mission, but the way you get there might be right. different. You know, there's a saying I love, which is what got you here won't get you there. But then when you have big teams, you say, then you go, but most of your team tends to like it here, right? So it's hard to get people to change, but there's so much possibility when you do it. I, I often refer to my, I, my happy accident in my career, Patricia, is that I started in the music business. And I started in the 90s, which was sort of the tail end of the music business as it was prior to digital, prior to the internet. And so being at a senior level at a big record company in the late 90s was a real eye-opener to see how digital and file sharing and the internet just completely disrupted this business. And so for me, being in my 20s at the time, it was exciting. But you sat there going, wow, this, this whole business is just getting turned upside down. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, what are the opportunities forward? But you had a lot of people who were in there going, this sucks. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do to protect mm -hmm. um, what I've had uh, rather than embracing mm -hmm. the change? So I've mm -hmm. been fortunate in that. And that's where I try to take that same mentality of moving mm -hmm. things forward. Um, but, you're, but back to your point, 
you, what you said is the greatest thing you look for in an entrepreneur, which is, would you do this anyway, even if no one was paying you? Mm -hmm. And that means you're sort of aligned with your purpose and you're mm -hmm. aligned with your mission. Mm -hmm. And then you like to think, and I preach this, that if you are aligned with what your sort of unique skill is and what your abilities are, the money will follow you. It'll find you. Just keep doing great work and being a great person and being helpful and mm -hmm. doing those things. And usually it'll find you. But the question that I would pressure test that on is what problem are you solving? You know, is your mm -hmm. business or is your mission solving a problem? And mm -hmm. for who is it solving a problem? And then mm -hmm. what's your mindset around that? And so much of business is mindset. And it's hard. And I, and I, <laughs> I think the other part of that is, you know, when you are aligned and you have your purpose and you have a fall, right? Clients just yeah. go away, right? Yeah. Then it's getting yourself back up without it hurting your self-esteem. Because I think, yeah. you know, in this world, we still have that, well, if you were so smart and so good, then how come you <laughs> failed? How come yeah. you have to start over if you're so yeah. bright? Yeah. And we know that things happen. And, and the, I'll tell you what helped get me through that is I think about an athlete because, you know, athletes run the risk of getting hurt. If you're going to be an athlete, you could get hurt. Well, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, something could happen financially. I mean, we're going to protect against that if we can. But you're in that business. You're in that risk. Yep. But no doubt about it. And it's all about mindset. And it's funny, Patricia, it's aligned with the name of your show, right? So being a good entrepreneur is about having that positive can-do mindset and not taking, being detached enough from the outcomes of the business as well. Yeah. to being yeah. able to, you know, manage your own ego and stuff. Look, things are bad. It's a, the loneliest job is being an entrepreneur or being a CEO. It's extremely lonely. But if you could pick yourself up and you're positive about it and you look at everything, it's like, you know, I'm a big believer in spirituality and just going, okay, the universe just threw that curveball at me for a reason. And that, that's what right. we're going to go do next. Right. If you can right. do that. And, and, you know, back to the concept of positive aging, it's the same thing as, can you embrace aging? Can you look at it positively right. and look at all the opportunities and great things that life has exactly. to offer you and take that attitude? And most often good things will happen. Very good. And we're going to take a break on that note. And when we're going to when we come back, we're going to talk to Terry about other businesses and industries that benefit from getting older adults more comfortable with technology. Right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And let me just share again that Terry Dry is the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company aimed toward helping older adults adjust to new technologies. We'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus 
freedom for humans with Kirsten Johansson. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back we are talking about using technologies for older adults and how that happens. We're also talking to an amazing entrepreneur who's talking about being an entrepreneur. So my guest is Terry Dry, who's the co-founder and CEO of Smarter, a service-based company aimed toward helping older adults adjust to new technologies. And he also, um, he, his leadership and entrepreneurial skills have really helped him so much. And he acts as the founder and CEO of Future Proof Advisors. And this is a board that advises mid-market companies on how to take advantage of their strengths and unlock their potential. And he's had several businesses and uh, is really now working with uh, the whole concept of helping older adults with technology. So welcome back, Terry. And my question is, my question is, are there businesses and industries that benefit from getting older adults more comfortable with technologies? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a big part of our thesis, right? We're like, okay, we can't wait to solve this problem because we know older adults if they embrace technology, it'll just make their lives better from everything you and I just talked about and everything from confidence to just being able to do things that they weren't necessarily doing. We also know it's solving a problem for their families, right? Whether it's, you know, you should see how we set up Alexas and we set up cameras at my in-laws home and just the ability to drop in with things and the ability for them to use technology, whether it's a tag on my father-in-law's car keys, all these things to just help um, keep everyone safe and keep everyone well, um, let alone all the things that we're trying to do going forward um, with teaching and training, everything I was telling you, the stories of my parents. Uh, the other part is when we do this and we sort of bring this generation forward, right, and get more people embracing technology and using all the things that can benefit them. We looked at it and said, wow, there's a lot of industries, there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of people who benefit from, let's call it 70-year-olds and up 
being mm-hmm. much, much more technologically savvy because let's Absolutely. face it, none of these companies are marketing to this demo and they're not looking at it. But you sit there looking at something as simple as what Amazon's doing, what Apple's doing, uh, what Google's doing. You're like, wow, there's a lot of benefits here. Um, if we sit there and say, hey, we're bringing this this generation here, this demo's here, like, hey, waving big time, like, don't overlook mm-hmm. all these people. It's the largest generation, mm-hmm. they have the most leisure time, mm-hmm. they also have the most money. And it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating to see big brands, big companies, big industries sort of overlooking them, but then you start to look at who would benefit. Right, but we're also living longer and people will work longer. Right. We're gonna be that's living right. till over 100. So that's gonna change. Companies are going to start working and, and working with people who are older. Plus, we don't have as many new younger people coming up as we did before. So I think that that's going to make a big difference. And and also realizing that baby boomers and beyond have the skill level and the understanding and the communication skills many times. So I, I think there's, there's going to be opportunity. Yeah, that's uh, thank you. And I, I totally get it. And that's exactly how we've modeled the business. And so now we look at it going, wow, look at all these businesses. Let's take uh, an example that we're trying to forge a partnership right now with Ring Doorbell. And, the, you know, this is a different kind of doorbell with a camera on it, as a lot of people know. And we've had a lot of our uh, one-on-one um, smarter members asking for this, saying, I want this. It'll fe- I'll feel more secure. And then the kids are saying, I love this because I can log in to their camera and see what's going on. I can see when they're coming and going. I can see if somebody's coming to their door. I can monitor their safety. And so here's something where when we've talked to people like that, they're like, that's good. We're not marketing there. We're not thinking about that. You know, we, we get it. We like that. We know it's a benefit, but we're struggling with this final yard. We're struggling with, they don't know about our product. They won't install it themselves, even though it's really easy. It's just not what they're thinking about. And it's a little intimidating. So if you smarter can be that sort of gatekeeper, if you will, or that conduit towards that final connection of bringing this technology to this demographic, showing them how easy it is and getting it hooked up and going, that's huge. And so we're looking at this as sort of expansion of how we go about our business and how we bring in third parties and companies, industries, and and help. Uh, We just had a conversation with a big hospital system about how they've developed these fantastic apps. Like, have you used the telehealth apps and things like that yourself, Patricia, especially during COVID? I have. Yeah. And so they've talked to us about, hey, there's only a 10% adoption rate. And we have this great system. It makes everything easier, makes everything more efficient. And people just aren't using it because they don't get it. And we might even install it and they don't get it. So we're talking to hospital systems now about, again, helping train people on how to use this, make sure they are using it, hooking up their kids to it in some cases so they have access to certain information or can help. And that's a whole different compliance issue. But just the concept of, if somebody's in the hospital or leaving the doctor, they should have this. They should be walking out with the sort of door prize, right? Or, you know, gift bag of this app is now on my phone and I can access all my blood work. I can access all my information here. And somebody who's going to help them remember that they have this, use it appropriately and do it. The funniest part was when my dad first used it, Patricia, which was during COVID and I had to show him how to use it. His favorite part, I'm like, how cool is that? You just had your doctor's appointment, you know, like in 15 minutes, no waiting room, no. And my dad said, best part was I didn't have to pay for parking. 
<laughs> so that was the, right. that was right. his funniest line. But it was just right, like, right. okay, cool. Uh, and uh, then I showed them all the results, and it was fascinating um, how beneficial that is. But it's interesting the lack of adoption right now, and that's where we're trying to solve that problem. And that's where we see industries from hospitals to insurance companies, et cetera, benefiting from what we're doing. Absolutely. What are your closing thoughts, Terry? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Oh, just the, first of all, I hope this is helpful for anyone. I, I, I love doing these things. First of all, I'm a huge fan of yours. So I thank you, thank you for being supportive of what we're doing and just being such a huge, you know, just advocate for what we're trying to do. So thank you for having me. And I appreciate it greatly. As far as the listeners, I always hope that I'm bringing value. Like my personal mission is trying to bring value to everybody I touch each day. And, and so whether it's talking about what we're doing with Smarter and helping older adults, or it's some of the entrepreneurial stuff, I'm hoping something that we discussed is helpful and beneficial. And then the final thought is, if somebody out there listening, we can be helpful, whether you're running a big community, or you have a business that would benefit from what we're doing, or you have a loved one or yourself that wants this kind of training and this kind of help, um, we're at www.thesmarterservice.com. And I'd love to connect and talk and see if we can be beneficial and valuable to you. Can people write to you? Sure. Yeah. The easiest way to find me is probably just go on LinkedIn at Terry Dry and message me there is usually the easiest way. Okay. Terry, it's been enlightening and inspiring and terrific to have you on this program. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Patricia. I appreciate yeah, it. It's been great. Thank Stay you. on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Uh, if you'd like to find me and you're interested in getting out your positive message, I've interviewed over 5,000 people in my career, and I would love to help you. And so find me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Also, uh, I'm, on link I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm also on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.